It's Lima Time Time. It's episode 205. It's the first half recap. It's the All-Star Break episode. Um, I've enjoyed... Well, all right, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, we, got, yeah, we got pressing issues. We got weather to talk about. We got, we got some meteorology. Yeah, we're going to get Matt Lanza weather. on here and explain his damn self. Uh, he's Greg <laughs> Swindler. I'm Busty Daker. Uh, it's episode 205 of Lima Time Time. Uh, have you it's enjoyed... Swindeller? It's Swindeller. If you really My want, bad. but you know, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to figure that out. I know. Um, My bad. Have you en- have you enjoyed the? I did not watch a minute of the home run derby. I did not watch a minute of the All Star game. I have fully decompressed from baseball over the last what four days. How, what's, uh, what's what was your what was your baseball experience this week? Uh, yeah, I um. Yeah, I turned on the home run derby for a second just so I could get up, upset with the Seattle, the people of Seattle, yeah. and um, and just how ridiculous that whole thing is. Yeah. Um, but I didn't watch it all the way through. It, it, it looked like I missed a doozy. And then the All Star game. I mean, who gives a shit? I I did see one thing that that made me laugh is that we they let five Rangers start start the all-star game and it's the first time since like 20 2000 or whatever 2012 2012 that, that yeah. the national league that the national league won uh that's, I mean, you, that's what you get that's what you get that's actually yeah that is true yeah so yeah, i hope michael really i hope michael good. beer cried himself into his tiny pillow he was a good dude i enjoyed having him on last time yeah i'm yeah and he actually i i, I was fearing that just because you know, we get some, we get some, we get some, the, the dogs get, they get, start barking every now and again when they, <laughs> when we still, especially when we're all, when we're talking about something, they're like, no, that's it. They get upset. So I thought that we were going to have to hear about it, but uh, <laughs> that he, that he was so uh, reasonable and um, nice that everybody, he, he swung everybody. Yeah. Everybody's just like, yeah, you know what? That's the, that's the most rational Rangers fan that I've ever uh, heard of. And that guy, that guy rules. So yeah. He's, so, now, that, now, now he's everybody's like token Rangers. He's like, he's the guy that like, no, I have a buddy that's a Rangers fan. Like everyone has, has one of those now. And it's him. Yeah. I'm wondering if we, uh, that if he just, that he was always talking about it's all oh, social media. You got to play this up. You got to play that down. I wonder if he just tricked us. We're just like, oh, I'm. I don't expect that offense to go on. Oh, yeah, that's not definitely not going to last. Oh, their bullpen, yeah, it's a problem. He's on other podcasts like the Astros are full of pussies, and he's just like <laughs> we're talking all this trash. <laughs> I'd respect that even more. Oh, I would too. I would too. But it's just, yeah, it's just funny. Uh, he, but yeah, uh, no, he, so yeah, that guy. That guy I, I sent him the link, and he was like, "Hey, I'll retweet this when uh, he's like, it's a little early now for Max Twitter engagement, so I'm going to wait until." until the metrics are right and i'm like god dang all right this dude this dude yeah, takes well, it well obviously we don't know when they, yeah uh, excuse me michael could you let us know when in fact that is because we don't really we don't know i'll post at 3 a.m and it'll, it, nobody will listen to the episode <laughs> it was just I'll somehow send, i'll just say yeah, yeah i have please if you could let us know what th- that is that'd be great i'll send my best tweet of the day at, at straight up 506 a.m and when i've like just woken up and no one no one sees it i love it that's how no, yeah, I will, really I will never, I will never hold, I have a problem with um, calculated shit like that. Like, oh, I'm going to wait and post like it with jokes and stuff like that. If you, do, if you don't post it when it's in your head, no matter when it is, then you, you kind of suck. Yeah. Yeah. And then the so people, that's the, why like the, um, yeah. the 12 people that see it and think it's funny. Like you've, you formed a club now, now y'all are buddies. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I don't care, and that's and that's just why all of my jokes have died in the middle of the night, and there's just no reason. <laughs> that's that's fine. That's fine. I'll go back and I'll be like, I'll be like, really zero likes on this, and then I'll get very upset, and then I'll remember that. Yeah, the algorithm's against me, and um, I've been shadow banned and all all that stuff <laughs> for your extreme views. It's, no, it's no, Elon's fault. Have to post, or otherwise they just don't let it, your followers see it for some reason. So that's pretty. That's just a fun part of the <laughs> social media. If you don't post regularly, no matter how many followers you have, it will not be sent out to them unless you post regularly. So it's like you know what? Yeah, whatever. Um. So anyway, so yeah, so baseball, the All Star Game. The thing, the thing I was thinking about is there could they play that in the spring? when we're not doing the world baseball classic can they do can they make it the where it's not in the middle of the season to where it can be the fun game and and or it can, it can be what they want it to be and everybody can play and it can or even a pro bowl type thing i know that it's getting late into the season but yeah play in an indoor place or a retractable and then just do some sort of i mean i don't know the middle of the year for a game like that it just if you want to see the best that's just not the place i, I don't I do, know I, there's I do a place like- for the game I, I do like the sort of the the built-in like I, I actually was was 100 okay with like Jordan not playing Framber not pitching Altuve yeah. Bregman you know not not playing they got they got four or five days to stay home clear their head get ready for <clears throat> what's gonna what's gonna be a dog fight and, and that that's gonna bring up some some things I want to talk about uh here in the next why not give them why not give them a week why not just like they play baseball all the for uh, it's grueling just give just give them a week and give us a week give everybody a week to get their bearings uh yeah i mean i don't i kind of get it in the summer in the summer baseball is really the only it's the only option and so you don't want to you don't want to give up a friday saturday sunday uh of of ticket sales and and baseball action like i kind of from a just because like you like baseball has the market on sports cornered and as much as i love soccer i don't watch mls because it's well, just i'm not watching soccer after what i witnessed last night i'm I've, i tried to come back into it and i was very <laughs> I, was, I was rudely rudely greeted and i will i will not not be uh, coming back for a while well, hey, Manchester United beat beat Leeds in a friendly two nothing in Norway yesterday. Ah, uh, yes, you can't trust it's in Scandinavia. You can't trust the, You can't trust anything that happened there. So, I hope they, yeah, that's. A, I hope Leeds like kidnapped uh, the next Erling Holland and just like he's just <laughs> in Yorkshire, just on like still on the bus, and they're like, no, no, we'll we'll call your parents. It'll be it'll be fine. They they told True. us to take you. True. Well, I'm sorry that the, the, the dominance continues and this is good. This is the United is back. So that is, I'm excited. This is going to be a good year. And, I do love, um, so that's, I do love the Leeds new swarthy German manager. I, I, I absolutely love Daniel Farka. And I love that we've talked a lot about Leeds in the first and Manchester yeah, no, United no. in the first 10 minutes of this. People hate the soccer talk, but look, this is, look, this is what we like. We we're now, we're more into Obviously, we're into the Tour de France. We love we love bicycling. Yep. We love international soccer, sometimes U.S., but mainly uh, other countries that are not ours. Um, <laughs> people are furious with that. And, yeah, we were talking. We Yeah, you, you're lucky that you haven't had to deal with the, the weather talk that we were getting. We were doing a deep dive into weather 
really before we before we started recording and then we just kind of divulged that we kind of just got off that digressed off it no i'm ready i'm ready to go back to it but we can we can do that later but also matt lanza you need to explain yourself you need to change this uh repent and 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 get right get right with yeah God. is it his fault is it his fault that this is happening is the is ai and the weather uh-huh. and the um not gonna make it no nothing um yeah is it his fault yeah it's uh I'm, I'm pulling it up right now uh where i live no, where i live it is something 5 26 p.m and it is 104 feels like 113 5 30 in the evening and it feels like 113 degrees outside well is it in i mean in 5 30 that isn't that supposed to be the hottest point for some reason i don't know some some idiot told me that and i've just believed it my whole life it makes it makes sense you've let the you've scorched the earth for five or six hours and and it's just trying or to maybe, hold on hold on to that or heat. maybe i came up with it and i'm like oh the sun's setting so it's like it's bigger it's closer so that's why it's hotter i'm like that's why the sun's right it's bigger so it's it's hotter <laughs> yeah it makes sense it makes sense to me just, yeah yeah true um so yeah just yeah it's always the darkest before the dawn and it's the hottest before the the heat or something what um that's not, so that's not a thing so there's there's one thing that before i get into some first half second half numbers uh the astros are two games back um <laughs> do you think the astros have a shot to catch the rangers so there's there are nine games they both have nine games before uh the rangers come to houston uh for that little rematch do the astros catch the rangers in the next nine games and then i'll tell you who each team is playing well, I, I, you, unfortunately, we've both done we've both done this exact same research. Um, that's, I guess that's not that's actually fortunate for the listener. We both know what we're talking about for once. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't. And based on the matchups and um, and what was happening before, uh, you know, going into the break and uh, them playing their entire lineup into the All Star game. Yeah, they're losing a group of losers. That they threw in there, um, it's already it was already been a foregone conclusion that it was gonna they were gonna be caught, and it was a matter of time. And this is gonna be yeah, they're gonna be behind when come what was that the twenty sixth, twenty fourth or twenty sixth? I think it's the twenty sixth. Is that right? I think that's right. Yeah, so, they're gonna be they're, the Rangers are gonna come in behind behind a game or two. It's it's hard to it's hard to make up it's hard to pick up three games in a nine game stretch. But given what's on the schedule for both teams, I I think it I it could happen because the Astros yeah. go to Anaheim. You've got one Otani start, uh, two at Colorado, okay. four at Oakland. The Astros are thirteen okay. and two against Anaheim, Colorado, and Oakland this season. Three uh, bad teams, so yeah, okay. The Rangers get uh, hmm. all of all of their their next nine games at at home, of course. Okay, great. Uh, three versus Cleveland, three versus Tampa, three versus the Los Angeles Dodgers. Cleveland, That's tough, dude. Cleveland and Los Angeles are are leading their division. I think the Dodgers are on percentage points, and they've not had the they've not had the season that they were really looking for. But still, it's. Yeah, and Cleveland, yeah, at least we yeah, it makes it sound better for this situation. But Cleveland is a record side. They're a pesky little team that yeah, that's um yeah, that's a team that can come beat you. I don't uh yeah, I don't expect them to uh to do so great with that. So with the with the nature of a two game 
of a two-game swing, if you want to come in tied, <clears throat> let's say the Rangers go five and four. Okay, in those nine games, which I think I think is pretty optimistic. Five and four. Yeah, no, that's optimistic. The Astros would have to go eight and one to take the the division lead, which I is possibly in play. Um, Especially with with Trout with Trout not being in the lineup. But if 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 Cleveland goes like, or if Cleveland if if Arlington goes, let's just say they they are buoyed by the all-star game and and now they're they they're feeling their oats they go seven and two the astros have to go nine and oh in order to tie them but i do think that if the astros don't catch them by the time that series starts then they by the series is over that series yeah i was just trying to get i was just trying to get everybody pumped but um you're right um but yeah i mean i don't a losing streak type shit for um for texas and i don't know i don't and and this is just obviously as we always do um i'm just spitballing here but i don't think they're particularly great at home are they or are they good at home and Um, not good everything elsewhere i thought there was some sort of there was a little bit of the disparity on something or i could just be completely making this up no uh hang on give me three seconds uh the rangers are 27 and 18 at home and 25 and 21 on the road. So they're better at home than they are. Okay. So yeah, I guess on the road. All right. Never mind. 52 wins before the all-star break. That's great. That's great. You can't sneeze. Yeah. I mean, that when we, we did this, when we were trying to come to grips with, with the Astro success in 2017 or, and probably no, we didn't have the podcast in 2015, but like it, it doesn't matter if you're overperforming those wins are in the bank. Like you, you have won 50, you are guaranteed 52 wins for this season. So yeah. any, whatever happens over the next I freaking hate when they call it the second half and like 60% of the season. Uh, yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not. You're, you're right. It's not. So 91, there's 71 games left. Um, okay. You, you go, you go 500 and that's an, that's an 87 win season. Like that's, 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 that's not, great. yeah, that's, that's, that's nice. Yeah. That gets you in the playoffs. Like the Rangers have done enough to, to play in, to play in October and oh, for sure. nothing you can do that, that changes that and makes them a terrible team. Um, and honestly, like the way the AL is 20 going 25 and 45, probably, I don't know the 82 wins gets you in, but I mean, 80, 85 wins gets you in. Though as trash as the AL Central is, it is is garbage. That's it. Typically is that's typically the garbage of the uh, the entire league. Honestly, um, yep. so yeah, that's there's nothing new there. But usually, there um, whoever's winning the division there is at least a running away with it or a winning team. I mean, I know they're. I mean, they're right around five hundred, aren't they? Yeah, Cleveland? let's let's take a look I mean, at that. It, I mean, it's not important. They're not great. But I was just no. going to say that how, I mean, how it's all about optics that, yeah, the Astros, uh, considering all, everything that they went through in that first half are only two games back, and the Rangers felt like they were world beaters. And, I, I mean, they have to be happy with that first half, but they also have to be somewhat also demoralized that just like the Astros are right there, given every possible – I mean, literally, it was like there was a – Zach Dixon, like black magic curse, voodoo curse on them. 
on the Astros or the Zahids of the um, of the Major <laughs> League Baseball, and somehow they have just umbrella and blocked everything. They've, I mean, it's that's gotta gotta just every all all to all the American League teams. That's gotta just really kind of rub you the wrong way. Like, God damn it, they're rather right there. Like, shit. <laughs> I, I saw something, I think I saw, I don't know, it might have been Chandler Rome, but it, it's the Astros have played 91 games. 13 of them have had both Jordan and Altuve in the lineup at the in the same game. And that's yeah, I a mean, change. We, yeah, I mean, we've been saying, that's the thing we've been saying is like that you, we could say whatever we want about the current play of the team, but the 2023 Astros have yet to uh, take the field. And it looks like that they're um, they're getting close to that. Um, did you hear anything new about Brantley at all? No. Or is this just smoke and mirrors? And he is he is in fact done. And that um, I don't know. That's yeah. That kind of stuff starting to kind of piss me off. Uh, I guess not starting to. It's continuing to piss me off. What what with, pisses with the... how they're handling it? Did you disappear? What happened? Oh no, he disappeared. It's a ghoul. Um, Michael Brantley. What happened? I got the inside scoop. He joined ISIS. So, so unfortunately, he did join ISIS, and he's uh, he's he's moved to uh, go to war for the uh, the caliphate. So, we'll see. Uh, James is uh got kicked off so that's when i go straight into islamophobia just kidding inshallah we love all of our of our muslims we love everything about it so uh, i'm gonna stop talking i'm gonna just go ahead and pause this i'm gonna i'm digging myself into a uh into a hole All right, sorry. Uh, so, <clears throat> what what pisses you off about the Brantley situation? Is it just the the nature of the injury, or is it the he's back, he's plateaued, we're shutting him down, he's ramping up? Look, here's a video of him running. Uh, he's taking yeah, nope, he's shut down. Like what what pisses you? Because I'm in the same boat. It's the team. I'm curious what it it's is. What's the team? It's well, it's the team under the uh, assumption, which is definitely not fair, that they're being misleading um which there's a a pretty solid argument to be made that they're just telling the truth and unfortunately this is the ups and downs of the so i mean i'm just annoyed with the you know getting ready for uh to to return to the team and then plateaus and setbacks and this and that but that uh, could be exactly what's happening and they are being full disclosure with that but i'm under the assumption that they're they're not and they're just I don't know. I feel like you're dragging us along. Yeah. So yeah, they're, they're the baseball gaslighting roster move gaslighting us. Yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. But I think they could be telling the truth. They're just like, no, he's yeah, he just yeah, he plateaued. He we wanted him to be where he was. He's he's tired. He's I mean, that could exactly be the case. I mean, it usually the things that are that sound the weirdest and make the least sense are usually more often than not true. Yeah, that's that's just kind of how life goes for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But so I, I don't know. So I, yeah, I mean, so I'm being unfair. So I'm thinking that they're being 
it's all smoke and mirrors and all that. And uh, and I just want him to play or not play. And if they if they know that he's done for, I mean, I guess there's some gamesmanship and not saying it. I, I don't know what that is, but that just I've just I mean, yeah. Since I don't know how long have we been saying I can't wait till Brantley's back. Can't wait till Brantley's back. Oh, he's gonna come back. Can't wait till he's back. And it's just it's like uh, I mean. They could just be shelving him until, and literally until the uh, he'll, he'll pop up in September or in October and, and or ramp up. And they literally they're just playing, biding their time to win a World Series, another World Series. And that's kind of where I'm, I'm at with where I think that what I think they're doing. Again, that's a that's actually a, a, a good point. Um, Brantley overall with everything. Yeah, he signed a 13 million dollar contract. If he re, if he retires, at, okay. So let me. As I'm looking at this, let me let me test your. I, I had no recollection of this. What team originally drafted Michael Brantley? Um, I, I, I never, this, I but... never would have guessed this. Oh, I, yeah, oh I'm, dang! I'm, okay, I do, I do know this, but go ahead and I don't, I don't know it. Uh, drafted say it. by the Brewers. He was the, he was the player to be named later in the CC Sabathia trade. No shit, I did not know that. I did not know that. That's crazy. So he can't. I, I assumed Cleveland drafted him, but no, they uh, the Brewers the Brewers sent him to in like October, like after after their season ended. I guess. I mean, October third, two thousand eight. I uh, no sent shit. Michael Brantley to Cleveland to complete an earlier deal made on July seventh, two thousand eight. God, that's, that's crazy! But yeah, that's you. You're the you're the you're Cleveland, and you get Michael Brantley as the PTBNL. That's nuts. So yeah, they're like, we've never had anything good happen to us ever. This is insane. <laughs> Are we sure this is true? Albert and Albert Bell's just running through the team offices, just wrecking shelves and knocking shit off the shelves. <laughs> Jason Grimsley's crawling through the air duct, like yeah. And then Chief Wahoo hiding, just like Chief Chief Wahoo, number one, get out of here. But yeah, so it's just mayhem in their office. So it's the first good thing to ever happen to Cleveland. So shout out to Michael Brantley. So if but by like if if it's if he's done 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 because if he doesn't play this season, like he's got to hang it up. Um, yeah. Well, he doesn't have, I mean, no, he doesn't, but uh, yeah. He doesn't have I mean, to, but at, at this point, you haven't played since May of 2022. Um, the the man has made $112 million in his career. Not bad. Like he's, he's, not, not bad. he's not here for the paycheck. However, if, if, if he, as long as he, you know, swings a bat a few times a week, uh and and runs around the bases the way the Astros tell him to like you just kind of play this out to the end of the season that's that's like six million dollars and I don't I don't care how much money you have you don't you don't just be like nah I'm I'm good I'm gonna call it a day and I don't know when you're that rich you cut you kind of can I mean you could but who I mean he could do what he did and, and I think it might be the the Astros wouldn't mind paying him six million dollars to be the unofficial hitting coach, and be the what? social and emotional learning guy for the team. That because I mean it was Brantley that calmed everybody down in the World Series. They had the little a little players only meeting that that Brantley he yeah. he didn't play after May twenty sixth or whatever it was, but he certainly was around the team. Like he still showed up. He didn't just like piss off to wherever Michael Brantley lives. 
Um, no, no, exactly. That, well, that's the thing that, yeah, well, no, that's the thing that makes me think that what they're, they're reporting on him is potentially true is just how, well, also, I mean, we know, we know the, the character of, of, of Brantley and, um, yeah. but he's, he's in that dugout and he's having conversations with, uh, I mean, he's mentoring the players he's been mentoring and, um, uh, yeah, he's a presence. Yep, and I don't know. Um, I mean, how often did we see Verl- Verlander pop up? He did a lot, a little. Brantley is like actively traveling with the team, and and just like and so I that that makes me think that possibly that there's well, it goes it supports your your kind of your story as well, where he's just he could just be trying to get get paid and this is what he's got to do he's on the team he's doing this what else is he going to do he doesn't want to go home to his pig of a wife and he <laughs> just, <laughs> i'm not I'm not saying she's it looks i'm just never mind i'm just yeah he doesn't want to he, he doesn't want to deal with that so he just wants to yeah run around hang out with the boys and talk baseball because that's the only thing he knows and he's so terrified of what the future holds but <laughs> I he think just doesn't he know he doesn't know life without it I think he transitions immediately. I don't know. He might, I, I, I don't really see Michael Brantley going to the minors to like start a managerial career, but I could see him being like a special advisor to Jim Crane uh, back, you know, sort of a secondary hitting coach um, live the big league life. You don't want to be riding a bus between mobile and Birmingham. Um, but I strike I, me I, as like a, a head guy. Like he strikes me as like a, yeah, and Alex Centron, and just a, a, a cool, a, a quiet. Well, Alex Centron's not quiet; he's a firecracker. A but um, just a guy, just a guy that like to look at guys take cuts back in the cages and being like, "This is what you're doing, doing this and that, doing exactly what he's doing right now." Yep. So, so, but I would, yeah. So I don't know. We'll just, I guess, we'll uh, time will tell what the wrong with that. But that's just, it's just frustrating to get your hopes up and then just be let disappointed it's very sad so all right so i i did this and uh this kind of can lead into second half stuff um i looked at eight of the astros offensive players uh looked at their first half career splits versus their second half career splits okay uh six of them posted a better OPS in the second half than than in the first. Two of them had a worse second have have had a worse second half over their career. One of them's a little disingenuous. I did not include Chaz McCormick. I did not include Jake Myers. Ooh, I cannot include Chaz McCormick. Um but but six of the of sort of the mainstays in the lineup uh have have traditionally posted a had a better second half than a first half. Uh, do you want to guess who has the biggest OPS jump from first half to second half out of those, out of those players? Uh, Kyle Tucker, is it Kyle Tucker? Kyle Tucker has the third highest. He went, he has a career 818 OPS in the first half, career 869 in the second half. So that's a, a net gain of 51 points. That's third. Okay. Okay. Third. Then, um, I worked on family feud and I, and you're in your I'm, I'm definitely uh, Steve Harvey. Yeah. 
what the hell kind of answer is that? Um, <laughs> that's my Steve Harvey. It's not, it's not very good. It's actually just racist, and I apologize for that immediately. Um, well, then, notorious slow starter Alex Bregman. Alex Bregman is up there. Now, what's, what's weird about this is that I, I think we could agree that a lot of the, a lot of the lineup has underperformed uh over over the first half of the season alex bregman being chief among them yeah yeah for sure his first half this year is is dragging his op his first half op career ops down uh alex bregman's number one 820 ops in the first half uh 919 in the second half that is a 99 point difference so if we get now our boy rp3 had a had a column up on on espn whatever southwest louisiana yeah they're espn now they're coming up that's that's uh, they are uh about how bregman's just and they he asked me about that last week and i'm like look you can't we we hate talking about the trash can stuff but you cannot deny that alex bregman is a different as a as currently a different player since since the beginning of the 2020 season than he was from 2016 to 2019 like we're talking about a guy that finished second in MVP voting to to Mike Trout. That was 2018, uh, though, wasn't it? I thought it was 2019. To why it was 2019. But but still finished like second in in the MVPs. Uh, an MVP that and oh, let me. Yeah, he went on a actually, crazy run to close that year. That that closeout. I mean, he almost uh, Trout was hurt, but Bregman was so good that he almost like into the MVP. I mean, yeah, that that stretch run and that was insane what he did. He did. 2016 to 2019, Alex Bregman was a 286, 384, 527 hitter. That's Ooh. a 144 OPS plus, 911 OPS, 99 home runs, 140 doubles, 285 walks, like absolutely insane. Since yeah. the beginning of 2020, and keep in mind that he's only been, I mean, 2020 doesn't count for any reason. He does uh, not for anybody's reason. Yeah. He only played 91 games in 2021. Um true. But but 2020 to present, 255, 355, 429, mm. 784 OPS, 118 OPS plus. And and yeah. he's in his age 29 season. Like you you I I understand that that you decline as you age, but 29 is still a is still a peak. It's still a peak season. I mean, well into your, I mean, you're in within, I mean, I'd say up until pushing 35, that's your prime is from what, like 25 to 35. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe that's, a, maybe that's a little bit, it's a little much on, on either side, but yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, he should, he, he's well into his prime. So yeah, that's, this is not the time to to see that. So the, I mean, we'll see if you get an, if you get a 919 OPS from Alex Bregman over the rest of this season, I will, I'll, I'll apologize and consider, consider that a win. I just, I, I, I don't, I don't like how, uh, the, the shift in, in productivity came after Evan Drellick and Ken Rosenthal decided to throw a hand grenade, uh, at the organization rightly so yeah. but but still like that's 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 no longer in the back of my mind like that's in the that's in the front of my mind yeah i mean his wasn't as glaring as as carlos's or uh, marwin's at least in 2017 the the insane obviously 
helped by a, a, a cheating system, a clear outlier in terms of, uh, I mean, both for both of those games. Shout, I love Carlos Correa. He's the man. I, I wish we still had him. He, he, he will always be the man. But yep. him and Marwin, the numbers are so much better than anything they've ever done that it's it's just it's a glaring, glaring outlier. But um, that's why you cheat because you're trying to get those kind of numbers. So actually, I'm glad <laughs> it, I'm, I'm glad it did it did help something. Yeah, Marwin, the best career year. I mean, it, yeah, insane. So I mean, I'm glad yeah. that it was at least it did. When people are like, oh, it, it didn't do anything, and actually it didn't help. It was just, yeah. Then that sucks. Yeah, I hope. Yeah, I hope. It, yeah, it got somebody millions of dollars. I hope it did take away that Blue Jay pitcher's job. I hope that we. Yeah, I hope that it. Yeah, it made a difference. Yeah, if you, otherwise, why do it? So that's my fun little uh, immoral cheating rant. So, you, would, uh, you, would you? Would you? Would you? I was going to say, would you entertain trading Bregman to free up money to to pay Tucker? I don't know if that even works. I don't even know if it works that way, but it, it, I would assume that was based on what you're paying Bregman. And I mean, I, not, not that Crane needs to free up any money. I, a lot of people love to just pretend like the Astros don't have money or won't spend money, which is a hilarious thing to to float out there. Like that's a foregone conclusion. I, I don't I understand that mentality, but say yeah, that was no, the Bregman, case. Bregman's making 30, 30.5 million this year. This is yeah. the first year of his like big extension. Yeah. Um, 30.5 million next year. So, I mean, you're paying, you're paying essentially 61, possibly $61 million for a guy with like a 740 OPS. Like that's, yeah, that's 240, 250. That's not, I mean, that's 240. Yeah. That's not <laughs> what you're looking for. And maybe honestly, like that, that could be, cause I feel like Bregman, you know, I mean, he <laughs> like grew up like on Ted Williams's lap, apparently, um, you know, with the, his, his family's connection to baseball and, and the Washington senators and the Rangers and whatnot. Um, for sure. It, it could be that Bregman's trying to justify paying him 30 and a half million dollars with every swing of the bat. And that's, that's not the best outlook. Um, well, because- he looks like he'll have, he'll have stretches where he looks got it all together. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what his deal is. Um, However, ultimately, I'm, I'm, I do trust him. I, I, I do trust Bregman ultimately to, to to pull through. Bregman Bregman's contract does come up. It, it expires after the 2024 season, um, yeah. and Tucker will be a free agent. Um, yeah, he'll, he'll. I mean, he's he's arbitration eligible in 2024 so it could be that exactly. you just shift shift the bregman money to kyle tucker you don't necessarily that's have what to i'm saying him, but oh yeah oh well, yeah you could you could be like man uh the, the it's it's been five years since you were a 30 million dollar player thank you for your service in in 2017 and 2019 but uh we're gonna go in a we different don't like direction and we, and we and we hate your, we don't like your salsa either. So unfortunately, get the hell out of here. Never had it. Have you had it? Never. No, but I've never seen it on hot ones. So there's something to be said for that. That's fair. Harry Kane is on the but new I'll, hot ones. I, I know. Yeah, I saw. I saw that. I can't believe he's just like, ooh. I, I just, I just had. I feel like he talk, he talks. He's like, ooh. <laughs> he has a really oddly. He and Boris Johnson, uh, disgraced former prime minister, have an oddly deep. Disgraced. Voice. Like, yeah. I, I do not expect. No, I know it. No, their voice to come out of their face. What I'm doing. 
<laughs> but that's funny. I, I do um, like. Yeah. Well, I don't. Yeah. Well, have you ever? I mean, ever picture anybody with a British accent as having a deep voice? It's always. It's either yeah. You're either a chimney sweep orphan. Or yep. you're, um, or you're a Peaky Blinder. Those are the only two options you have. Those only two <laughs> options: Peaky Blinder, or actually, I guess, or Orphan and Peaky Blinder, or one and the same. You get, yeah, you're either, um, yeah, you're either part of the royal family, or then you're you're a Peaky Blinder. I don't know, whatever. Prince William, if I, I, I don't, remember, I, I want to say he's he that has the pedophile. Like an oddly deep voice. No, Charles is, is is he the no William in the pedophile? Never mind, my bad on no. that. Andrew is the pedophile. Andrew is the pedophile. Yeah. My bad. Yeah, I'm glad. I want to go on record on on this baseball Astros baseball podcast and talk about pedophilia. <laughs> All right. We're putting me and Mel Gibson. We're putting a stop to it. Me and Mel Gibson. We're sick of it. We're tired of it. So, uh, anyway. just to, just to kind of put a, a pin in the rest of that, uh, Jose Abreu has the second best uh, second half bump. Although his first half this season probably made this more pronounced because he's been god awful. Although he's coming back, yeah, wasn't he? Was not he? Was not god awful. He he was awful, but I can't. The first I, can't, I, can't let you say, I can't let you say. But I mean, he's trending in the right direction. But I would say, I mean, what what are his what's his first half numbers? Well, now they're not they're not going to be great. Now it's a even even after this first half. Now it's an eight ten OPS in the first half career. Okay. Uh, second half eight eighty two. Okay. So that's a 72-point jump. We already talked about yeah. Tucker. Martin Maldonado comes in fourth, although it's not terribly yeah. impressive. He goes from 616 to 637. Well, uh, we, want to, we want to bench him. I, I loved him hitting that home run the other night. That was sick as hell. Pretty great. Uh, Mauricio Dubon. Fuck the Mariners. Mauricio Dubon, 651 to 650, uh, 664. So that's 13-point jump. Uh, although, again, his first half this year is, has buoyed his, his first half numbers. Uh, team I'll MVP, team MVP by far is is Dubois. 100%. Yes, we'll get into that here in a second and then we can, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Altuve goes from 834 to 840. So he's okay. that's the, the weird thing about seeing Altuve is that he's remarkably consistent over the entire, consistent, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gonna be a mid 800s OPS guy when he's when he's healthy. Uh, second biggest decline is Jordan Alvarez, although, uh, he goes from a 989 OPS to a 957. Like we're that's that's the highest of of anybody that I looked at. Um, right, and so like, that's a dry, yeah. But then but then he'll hit you three game winning home runs in the postseason or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. What, what, are you, what are we even talking about? We're talking about I mean, the yeah, guy so, that like a little bitch only hit only had a 957 OPS in the second half. What what are we doing here, Jordan? He's gonna have numbers like that because he's gonna all. It's always gonna be some insane thing that he's doing that it's gonna be yeah. uh, next to impossible to even keep up the pace. <laughs> but um, somebody, I saw this crazy. I, I saw. Okay, no, no, finish what you're doing. I'll I'll, I'll I'll remember my point. Jeremy Pena has the steepest decline: 729 OPS to 664. Uh, a 65 point drop in OPS, but it was his rookie year. I feel like I I did him wrong. Yeah, yeah. Even including yeah. him when I didn't include Chaz or Jake or anybody. He deserves to be on it. Is he the biggest disappointment this year? I was okay. So that's what I want to. I want to talk about MVP. Not, and he has LVP. been not only he's, he played a pretty good shortstop. That's why I'll give him. Obviously, he's gonna done that. But he's. I mean, he's just really. We needed him, and he has not stepped up. I have to say he's just kind of fallen behind in in all aspects. Is he your least valuable player of the first half? 
Um, I mean, other than Montero. Uh, that's absolutely I mean, fair. Uh, I mean, yeah, do you get Montero has got to be just the fuck's going on there. But yeah, I, I, I mean, coming off of what he did in the postseason, a World Series MVP, ALCS MVP. Or was is that right? Or is it ALDS? Yeah. Whatever he did. Uh, no, yeah. it was ALCS. I mean, Jordan so was the insane, ALDS so, MVP. Yeah, 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 yeah. So an insane yeah, he just hit the home run in, in the 18 inning game. Um so an insane postseason. Um coming off a I mean an okay rookie season. I mean I mean I guess good I mean good good overall, but it wasn't he wasn't great. He didn't he was swinging at bad pitches and he just kind of they had a playoff switch that I don't know. He just started. Maybe we started cheating again. Who knows? I'm not even going to say it. Throw that out there. Um, so Pena. People Pena's run with that. Because I'm, I'm kind of trying to look at this a little bit objectively. Pena's rookie season, 20 doubles, 22 home runs, uh, 22 walks, 135 strikeouts. Had a 715 OPS. Mm. That's right about league average, 101 OPS plus. Well, this year. Okay, good for a rookie. 16 doubles, 10 home runs. Still 18 walks, 75 strikeouts, 700 OPS. 93 OPS plus. So he's regressed a little bit, but that could be the, those to, are to the, be expected. Those are the adjustments that the league has made in, in his yeah. second year. And, and the Mariners yeah. just, or the, and the Mariners, whoever the hell, who do we beat for the ALCS? I don't know. The Yankees again. I surely was. Yeah. We swept them. I don't know if you remember that we swept them. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that, oh, yeah. I yeah, we didn't we didn't, lo- we didn't lose a game until the uh, game one of the World Series. Yeah. Um. So. Game. It it could be that that Pena was just overlooked by the Mariners and Yankees and and subsequently the Phillies. Um, like a oh, this is a bottom of the order guy. He's a rookie. Let's just throw him meatballs and and see if he's got it. And whoops, yep, he does. And and now everyone's kind of taking him a little bit more seriously, and it's taking a little bit of time to to react. Yeah, to you're pre- you're probably right. I, I don't just care feel like the... he was he was one that kind of fell. He just kind of fell behind. Not even not even being bad. We're all, we're worried about Abreu and and all this and that. But he just kind of I don't know. That would have been a nice time for him to step up and be the man for a, a stretch for a month. Step up and be like, this was the guy that was the World Series MVP. And he, I just felt like he never stepped up when we needed him to not and I'm that's not I mean that's that's no official knock on him that's just, first half this stuff happens but that's just and that's just my gut feeling so I mean it's probably unfair as it is but I'm just that's what I'm going off of it feels like his his fielding numbers are, are better this year than they were last year's rookie season but it, it just feels like every error that Pena makes like comes back to bite the Astros and that just might be the Astros narrative over the first 90 games is that any mistake you make is going to get punished. Um, but it, it just feels like he's a, even though the numbers say differently, it kind of feels like he's not as consistent with the glove as he was last year. And I could be totally wrong about that. No, he, I, I, I feel like he was, he's, he's been as good, if not better, but I, I think overall the whole team, and I, I think that's the, the biggest difference. And, and of course, like we said earlier, we're two games back, and uh, and I'd call that a, a hell a hellish first half of just a, a adversity that you've dealt with. Yeah, all the injuries all they, and then the all they 20... considered. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. It's all that we can. That's the that's the silver lining. Like all this. Yeah, we had to deal with that. We're 
the the, the Sugarlands, whatever they're called now, Space Cowboys are playing out there. This and that. That's something that we can talk about. But one thing that they definitely have done that was uncharacteristic of Houston Astros is just the mental mistakes. Yeah. Uh, more errors than I've seen. Uh, more base running blunders than you usually. It's just Altuve doing something fucking retarded, dumb <laughs> on the. On the, so I'm trying to be better. I really am sorry. Uh, something dumb on the base path, and um, like yeah, just all all around. It's mental mistakes, and and you and like you said, they they have all come back to bite us every time that they. One, you know, you make one error a game, and of course, it's in a situation that puts a runner on, and then all of a sudden, yeah, it, it snowballs. And yeah, if you take away some of these these mental these mental mistakes in Los Angeles, um, I mean, there's a a few that come to mind that we're possibly talking about leading this division going to the All Star break. So last year, the Astros committed 72 errors. That was the that was second. I'm assuming that's that's a good that's a good second, not like that's 15. Very good. Yeah, that's um, one of the best, one of the better teams. This year they're they've committed 43 errors. That's fourth. So it's, but it's it just feels like good. you're right. It feels like they've all been like super costly. Well, yeah. If you get if you have an error and like that ends up costing you the game, and then every time that happens, I mean, yeah, that's I mean that's as brutal as committing 10 errors in a game. I mean, it, that's the. <laughs> and know. here's here's Bregman with nine errors leading the team. Like it. It just like I, I feel like everything's compounding on on Bregman right now, and I don't I don't see the Astros looking to extend him at this point in time. No. Like he needs he needs to turn in a good second half and a good twenty twenty four to get to get that that extension. Yeah, yeah, and then you have you you draft the Atascacita kid. You got him for shortstop. You can have. Paying you a third. I mean, you can have. There's. They have some stuff in the works that. Um, but I. I don't know. I'm not. I mean, if there's anybody, I'm not going to bet against. It's. It's Alex Bregman. Yeah. No, that's fair. He's. He's on that. Uh. The. The goodwill's running out. Like that could have been just a perfectly timed extension. But 29, 29 is not. It should not be the twilight of your career. And he's playing like he's. He's playing like he's a 38 year old trying to hang on to to a roster spot. Yeah, but he's still he's the man, and uh, he's been just good for the organization. He's been, uh, yeah. There's, I have, I really have no bad things to say about him. So I, I mean, I'm rooting for him, you know. Well, also there's a the ex you, you can't be the the best third baseman every single year that you play. Like there's gonna be there are gonna be hills and valleys and and whatnot. He was absolutely lights out from 2017 to 2019. And maybe it's not fair. And they had those injuries. He had, well, he had the injuries, and he had the swing, and yeah, then the, the swing issue. And I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm all is not lost. I'm, 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 I'm holding out hope. Yeah. So I mean, what do you? So what do you think? going for the second half. I mean. I think I think the Astros. I mean, obviously, I think they'd make the play. I don't. I don't foresee you get. There's. Uh, you there's get, no way they don't make the playoffs. <laughs> no, you get Jordan and Altuve back, and you get Urquidy back. Um, and the, maybe the ghost of Michael Brantley, and even even right now, Fangraphs has them at at sixty six percent to make the postseason. Baseball Reference at seventy percent. Fangraphs 
actually has the the Astros and Rangers within half a percentage point of winning the division. Like, yeah, the, that's where it should be. I feel like, yeah. Um, I just I don't see barring some sort of like crazy collapse, which I mean, right right now as it stands. Um, I, and who's I even in right now? The Astros are the they're in, but they're like tied for the last uh the last wild card. How at, at 50 at 41? How so Tampa? So t- oh, because you're Bay, Baltimore, Baltimore and, and Tampa, and yeah, okay. Tampa Bay, Texas, and Cleveland are leading their division. Cleveland is 45 right. and 45. They are twelfth. Right. They have the twelfth best record out of out of fifteen teams, and and have a playoff spot right now. If if right. they would be, they would they would be four and a half games back of a wild card spot if they weren't leading their garbage division. Then you've got yeah, Baltimore. Sucks, but... Baltimore has yeah. the second best record in in the Toronto. AL. Toronto is tied with Houston at fifty and forty one. Yeah, okay. The Yankees, the Yankees are a game back. The Red Sox are two games back. The Mariners yeah. are four games back of a of a wild card spot. They own us, but the Mariners are a joke. I do um, too, but um, they're just uh, they're not they're not ready yet. They're not they're not the Rangers are who we thought the Mariners were. Honestly, for being honest, if we're being honest, I think that's right. Cleveland also has the ninth best, not twelve. I, they didn't. They just didn't include the the three worst teams in the AL, which I understand because they're so terrible. Yeah, I forgot. I completely. Yeah, I forgot, I forgot about how how good. Well, how just world beaters the the Rays and the Rangers have been, and then the yeah, I forgot about Baltimore. Yeah, so, so Baltimore, yeah, that, no, that makes Baltimore's sense. Like five. I was going to say to be nine games over five hundred, to be in that spot though, to be nine games over, to be right there. That the AOL is AL is actually better than. Well, I guess the Cleveland's kind of fucking that up with the. Well, it doesn't matter what they're if they're leading the division, but yeah, that's that's tough. Here's what's going to make it. It's going to make it tough. Here's what's terrifying to me is that if, if the playoff started like tomorrow, like if we were done talking about the second half and we're doing the playoff preview show, uh, the Astros would get Baltimore in the first round. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll fucking eat their lunch. Minnesota gets Toronto, the Rays and Rangers get the the bye. That's the thing that makes me like that. That's the experience and, and what that, the nice, basically everything that, my boy Derek Jeter, my homeboy that I've always held down. Very good shortstop, <laughs> not overrated. Very good. Number two, the captain. We love him. El Jefe, that's not his nickname. Never mind. <laughs> Disregard that one. Um, I mean, what he said was absolutely dead on. That when it comes push comes to shove, that when it when it, yeah, when it comes to the postseason, none of those guys are gonna be scared. Um, they're all about their business. And like I that's when my confidence just skyrockets. And all this stuff we're talking about now goes, yeah, goes out the uh, out the window because they're everybody else is playing um, playing not to lose and playing tentatively, and the Astros that's when they just put they put the tie on or they not even the tie they don't act, they, they throw the tie, and they call up Hoffa and they're like, look, we're gonna we're in a union now and we're going to work. We got our lunch pails. <laughs> it's time for the postseason. And uh, yeah, we're, we came we came here to go, go to work. Um, and so that's when I, that's when I get, that's when I'm pumped on this team that no matter what they do, all they have to do is bide their time, get into the, I don't care if it's the last wild card spot, you get in the postseason, everybody's terrified of you. And, um, you have, uh, you know what it takes to win. You've done it. And, um, 
I'd fully expect you to have all the confidence to do so. Yep. Just get in. Yeah, just and that's what that's what I feel like they're doing with the lollygagging on the the injury returns, just making sure everybody gets back to health, um, being very careful no matter what's going on. Um, yeah, and people, yeah, they criticize Dusty Baker, and I, and I feel like he also he has these crazy lineups all year long, and as it gets right to the postseason, everything tightens up with Dusty as well. He gets his rotation. He gets exactly. He gets his lineup that he likes. He he tightens up just just like the the team does. So I mean, I don't, I don't know. He, I kind of feel like he gets so much more hate than he deserves. It's it's absolutely insane. I don't know if it's just the new money Astro fans. Are, I mean, just I'm not thrilled with all of his moves all the time. But why? I mean, he obviously it's a long season. He's going to do stuff I don't agree with. But the people, the hate he gets is insane to me. The, the there's something to be said for. Putting, putting your players in uncomfortable positions to get them come to get to make them more comfortable, and so True. like I don't like it when you know a, a guy that you normally see in the seven or eight hole like is suddenly hitting second. Like I don't I don't want to see Corey Jolks at the top of the lineup, no. but the, but I understand you, why he is. But you get him in a position where okay, he's dealt with that because your expectation is to win the World Series again. And you don't know what Corey Jolks is going to be, especially. And I think the more that Corey, the more that Corey Jolks plays, and the more crazy things that the Astros ask him to do, that says a little bit of a little bit about what Brantley's dealing with. Which makes me think that all right, no, he's he's actually he's that that might be it. Um, but rather than being like where I try to do that would be in you know between August and early December and, and getting players comfortable with chaos. You, you don't have that luxury in spring training. Like there's no replica, there's no replica for, for the postseason. So you do it in, in June, July, August, September, knowing that you have good enough team that you're, you're at least going to get in. And then it's, you're just rolling the dice at that point, but there's a whole lot of experience that's been given to those guys to put them in stressful situations to see how they react and see how they, they handle it. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, I, I think Jolks is just, he's been undeniable. I mean, he's hitting what, 280, 282, something like that. His, his last, the last few weeks have been. He went on a tear. Absolute relevant, uh, relevation, revelation. revelation. I love 27 year old rookies too. Being 27 and a rookie, like that's freaking cool. Yeah, I'm just yeah. He's and he's a local boy. Like I just I'm pumped pumped on him, pumped on that. Um, and even if it's it's just to trade him away to where he can go be have a successful career somewhere, that that's fine too. But um, his, his, no, just his he Babip, plays he plays the his, game the right way. But he's hitting like 280. I mean, his, his BABIP is super high. He's 282, 325, 408 over the season since J- June 18th. So 16 games, uh, 386, 453, 509. Yeah, I mean, and that's. And five for five with stolen bases. Yeah. And see, and I think that that, and if you like extrapolate that into, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think if he had an, a, a consistent spot and he knew where he was hitting, where he was playing, all that, I, I think that, that, um, that it's a pretty good sample size that Corey Jokes is a legitimate major league baseball player. Yeah. Uh, whether, he, whether it happens here or not, like he's the truth, like, and he's, <laughs> 
It, it wasn't just feeling Brantley's spot. I mean, he came up and he's like, no, I'm, I can play. So, I mean, that's that rules. And that's um, before we going, get going 0 for 6 in the last two games. Like, that was that, that and that's that's where that's, I mean, he was hitting happen. 249 mid June. Now he's hitting 282. Like, however you get the hits, it, do, it doesn't matter. But because you, you, you got him, like, you're, you're getting, yeah, five multi hit games in a week. Like you're you're legit. Like you don't you and I would not luck into a three game a three hit game. I probably would, but um, I I would not. I probably I probably would. Yeah, I probably would. Um, no, I would not. Uh, I'd be four seconds late on a Garrett Cole fastball, like for sure. Like it would be in the catcher's mid before I thought. Like was that the ball? Let me swing. I would have yeah, pulled some sort of antics to where I didn't have to get in the box box to hit. I would have got a <laughs> fucking pitch timer. I would have got three pitch timing violations in a row to where I don't get the box. And I'm just like, what? And then I then I get mad and, and just don't have to play later. I'll get thrown out of the game because I'll I'll start arguing. <laughs> then I don't have to actually face whatever terrifying thing I'd have to face in front of people. That'd be the worst. So yeah, I would just do that. Um, all right. Before we get out of here, I was just so who do you think that? Uh, I mean, yeah, Dubon definitely um, at least co MVP. I mean, I I'd like to maybe throw. JP France out there. JP France is a is a solid MVP pick for sure. I'm or just I mean or just, yeah just uh, I mean I'm, I'm, or if you want to loop him in as a coalition with with Belak and that whole the the stopgap boys the, they all came through. Yeah, you know I mean filling that that Mike Fires role who we do not who we do not care for we do not respect but but holding it down to let everyone get healthy again like. Like that, that what Belak and and the the hilarious thing is that Belak's like underlying numbers are terrible, but he's Awful. getting the outs when he needs them. Like that's that's crazy. But but France, yeah, France last, for sure is the I'll MVP. He's had, he, and he's had some bad luck in some games where he pitched. He's pitched pretty good to very well, and 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 all of his starts starting from his debut. I mean that's. I mean, yeah, he's on the road. I mean, yeah, he's he's been pretty much the man, and he's got some filthy stuff. I mean, I, I'm I don't I'm not too thrilled with the the state trooper look. Like, I really don't like that. It, there's something that triggers me when just looking at his face. But <laughs> uh, 14th round pick, 2018. Um, yeah, I mean, look at that, man, Jesus. And uh, yeah, uh, nine of his 11 starts have been quality starts eight yeah yeah that's what we needed was just to to eat it well just to eat innings and not only was he doing that he was keeping you yeah he lost a couple of rough ones but i mean he was keeping you in games and putting you in position to win every single time he was out there and like that's i mean and he's got yeah that filthy that filthy change up he has is uh, yeah shout out so shout out uh, shout out to jp four of of his 11 four of his 11 starts the astros have scored two or fewer runs Got Roger Clemens, over the course of the so. game, Justin Verlander, whatever, whoever you want. Oh no, it was going so well. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, so yeah, so that would just be other than, yeah, Dubon. I have a French guy, and by we, I mean myself. <laughs> he's, he's the he's the offensive MVP. Uh, yes. or just you know, but overall, just playing multiple positions, moving around, playing excellent defense, no matter where he's at. 
Yep. Um, and Jordan for for the literally the goat at second base. I mean, I'm just uh, yeah, pumped for him. So and then yeah, everything's great. We are going to win the World Series, and everything is good. Nothing is bad. Uh, that's all I got. Rafael Montero is bad. I don't know. I I still have hope that he can something will something will click. You can't be that good. If you can One be season. that good and go to that bad, then that means you can go back to that good. He was he was that good for one season. It was his contract year. Yeah, we won a World Series. So I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, true. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, yeah. You're no, never mind. You're right. <laughs> I mean, we hope <laughs> true. he's. We got him for the next two seasons after this. So we, we, yeah, we I know. Hope. But I just yeah, I just I, I just well, I want him to be delicate. I want Dusty to be delicate with him where he puts him in and pick some spots to maybe test him a little bit, but I do not want to see him in the eighth inning with fucking just in a foregone conclusion of a loss. I need, I need that to be, he needs to work his way back up to high leverage. But other than that, uh, yeah, all things considered. I mean, I got to give us a, a solid B overall to the team. Yeah. And which is if I'm grading on a curve, that's an A plus 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 for considering what they, what they were dealing with. So. Uh, and just just to kind of clear clear things up, um, in a one two three four five six, in his last nine outings, don't do this. Uh, Rafael Montero had it's it's been it's been a three run margin either way. Don't don't do this. Of, don't do this to close the show out. Come on. In we'll eight of it. those, so Dusty Dusty is adjusting to how terrible uh, Rafael Montero has been. That it's it's been three it's been three runs either ahead or behind when Montero's come in. Okay, well that's a, I, never mind. That's I'm sorry. I, didn't, I thought you were doing something else. That's that's not that's okay. <laughs> so all, all right. right, let's yeah, let's get ready for some late night baseball this weekend, and uh, we'll continue to swelter. We want oh, answers, oh. Matt Lanza. I got one more before we before we get out of here. This is a um, this is going to upset a bunch of people, or we'll see. I want to see what your answer is. I saw this on Twitter, would you, would you consider trading Jordan? uh, Oh God. I mean, I mean, really, really think about it. What we've seen from Shohei, um, if that was, you don't want to say it, but you got to, you do have to consider it. (laughs) We do need an arm. Yeah, I, yeah, I. But I also don't want Jordan in the division. Like, if you're gonna yeah, trade him, trade him to freaking. He might go there and get Mike Trout syndrome, and he all of a sudden he just he only plays fucking so many games a year. I, I don't know. I'm this is no hate. Jordan is the man. He is unquestionably the man. But you throw that out there, it's like, gosh, Shoei Otani might be the greatest player that's ever lived. Jordan could also be that as well. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to besmirch his name, but I'm just, yeah, I saw that thrown out there, and I was like, I was like, oh, shut the, and I was like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> that's a really good question. Uh... I say yes, just because of based on, and based on uh, an elite pitcher and that bat, a left-handed bat at that. I, I, uh... Yeah. All right. And I'm, I'm going to think about this until we record the next one. Uh, are people and people are upset that we're not being loyal. Um, yeah. I don't want it to, I don't want it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Think about this till the next time, but yeah, I, I say yes. He's the only but, Otani is the only 
the only possible. He's the only guy I would trade Jordan for. There's no one else well, that's in what baseball. I'm saying. No, hundred percent. That's why I made it. That's why I was. I had to say it before we closed out because I was like, that's. Oof. I would laugh it off every single. I mean, literally anybody else. I don't care how good they're playing right now. I don't. Yeah, he's the literal only one. So yeah, I don't know. What would you do, listener? What What would you do? Tag, tag, like, and subscribe. Yeah, let's be let's be engaged. We're an engaged podcast. Yeah, let us know. Turn like on your subscribe. notifications. Smash mm-hmm. that, smash that follow button or whatever. Drive on called. your hashtag FYP. All right, uh, we did it. Uh, championships second second half. We're gonna probably go undefeated. We're gonna win the World Series, and <laughs> we open the uh, we open the season next year with the Yankees. Um, so we will be. Dropping the banner and heading rings out in front of the Yankees, and it will be pretty tight. So that's pretty something fun to look forward to. All right. Glorious. See you next week. Goodbye, everybody. Sayonara. That's goodbye in Japan, Japanese. Did y'all know that? I can't find the, the button to stop. This is why I'm, that's why I'm. You need to know, terrible, need to know that when we trade for Shohei Otani. Yeah, just know that it's baseball real. All right. Goodbye. Sign off.